You are welcome to our Sunday service. I trust every one of us is seated with the Bible, with their notebook, and um, with their pens. Like I said before, I've said before, it is important that you note down these points and write down the scriptures and be ready to cue the code. Later on you sit down and go over and you will be blessed. It is also good the leader of the home, whether it is a family and they have a husband and wife, children and some dependents, all staying sisters staying together, brothers staying together. Uh, there is always one that leads. It would be good to have a prayer either before or after. Uh, let's be ready to have church. Let's be ready to have a service. Uh, you have a prayer either before you listen to this message or after you have listened to this message, you have a time of prayer. You will be blessed. Then it goes without saying, then you receive an offering. Support your church wherever you are. Whatever your church, wherever your church is, we have a statement, no money equals no work of God. So you take your finances, support your church, you know how you, your church receives the money, um, let's not stay as though we don't know what to do. Your church needs your support. And as you listen, as you eat the word of God, remember to support the church, to support your pastor, so that the work of God goes on. And uh, in any case, you are not part of this fellowship, but you've been blessed and you feel you would like to support this ministry, then you can contact our media team. They will tell you how you can be, how you can support this work. And certainly the Lord will bless you. But the point is, like it was in the Old Testament, you were not to go before the Lord empty. And many saints of God have forgotten to support their churches, their pastors. And uh, their pastors are having a hard time uh, going through life under this COVID-19. We should still remain children of God. We should still do what we were doing when we were meeting together as a church. Don't abandon the work of God. Don't sit back and do nothing day in, day out, day in, day out, weekend in, weekend out. You are not taking anything to your church office. You are not visiting your church office and taking there your tithe, your pledges, your offerings, and whatever project that is going on is important that we support. That's what God expects us. And in fact, that's what will determine which of the resurrection you will be in. Uh, how were you relating to the work of God? Uh, even under COVID-19, uh, how were you relating to the needs of the work of God? Or you just said, I think this is a break. This is a time for me to break, to have a rest from all their bills to be paid. Their electricity to be paid, water bill to be paid, um, uh, cleaning to be done, and cleaning materials cost money. So let's keep the work of God alive. Let's do what is needed. We are still children of God. We still need the church. And every one of us, wherever you come from, wherever you are, support your pastor. Give in finances. You know how you have been doing it. 
And if you are outside this fellowship and you feel the Lord has touched you, you would like to support, contact our media team and they will guide you, they will tell you how you can be a blessing, how you can support the work. Uh, we don't want to take much time on that. We would like to continue with our message. We were looking at um, the end time events and we had said that uh, the end time events uh, can be divided into eight different stages. And we had uh, talked about stage one. And so we would like to continue our message with stage two of the end time events. Now we would like to say that this stage involves the catching away of Christ's bride. Stage two involves the catching away of Christ's bride. We have always said not every person, not every born again child of God, not every Holy Ghost tongue speaking child of God will be part of Christ's bride. It's a high calling. You must be living right. You must be doing right. You must, implement, you must be implementing the word of God. Areas of the word of God that talk about crucifying the flesh, eliminating sin, denying self. I tell you, relating well to the work of God, relating well to the neighbors, relating well uh, to the people around you, and uh, living for God. <clears throat> for you to be part of the bride of Christ, love not the world. You should know how not to love the world. Uh, know how uh, to shun sin. So it's a high call, and not every person. It's interesting that people even that are not saved, they are looking forward to being in the bride of Christ. Uh, that's blasphemy. People who are not even converted, people even who don't have the Holy Ghost, they are looking forward to being in the bride of Christ. Uh, I would to God they listen to what is being said in this message. You can't, you, just, you are not saved. You are not even baptized with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And somehow you, you think and you know you are going to be part of the bride of Christ. That's a broad daylight dreaming. You are dreaming during broad light. It's not possible. The Bible does not bear that out. This is a high calling. It's a high call. You must be living right. Like we have said, we have quoted that scripture. Blessed, spiritually prosperous, and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection on the side. The second death has, uh, has no power. You should be holy. You should be living right. Not just every person. Not just confessing Jesus Christ as your personal savior, and therefore you are going to be uh, in the bride of Christ. No. The bride of Christ is a selection from a selection. A selection from a selection. And so it's a high call. You should have done a lot. You needed to read the Bible and see men that sacrificed. Men that served God. Men that fought the Lord's battles. Men that resisted kings. Uh, uh, when the kings told them what was contrary to the word of God, they stood there. They were willing to die. They were martyred. Those are men that have chances of being in the bride of Christ. So this stage involves the catching away of Christ's bride. This is what is traditionally referred to as the rapture. People would like to be in the rapture. The rapture is the catching away of the bride of Christ. Most people know it as rapture, the catching away of Christ's bride. And uh, it is the time when the Lord returns secretly in the first phase of the first resurrection. We learned we have covered it here that the first resurrection has two parts. 
There is the first phase and there is the second <clears throat> phase. The first phase of the first resurrection is separated from the second phase of the first resurrection by a period of three and a half years. So, the first phase of the first resurrection, Christ comes like a thief. He comes, a thief comes in the night. A thief comes when you don't know. A thief comes <clears throat> when all, uh, when people don't expect. So, this is going to be the time when the Lord returns secretly. It is not like people say, well, there's going to be a lot of confusion. Uh, I tell you there will be a lot of plane crashes and uh, train crashes and bus crashes, cars will crash. My God, remember from Adam up to until Christ comes, the number to be 144,000. Is that something that the world will know? Just ask yourself, if right if in Uganda they were to take right now 144,000, the question is, will you be among? If in Uganda Christ picked right now 144,000, look at the way you live your life. Look at the way you love God. Look at the way you love the work of God. Look out the way, the way you relate. Are you relating to the world, to the people of God, to the work of God? Like the scriptures say, have you crucified the flesh? Have you denied the flesh? Uh, have you uh, separated yourself from the world? Uh, would you be among if uh, Christ decided uh, for some reason to choose Uganda and he picks 144,000? Would you be among them? All right. What about if he said... Africa as a continent to pick 144,000. Would you be among? Would you be, would you be among them? How, have you left, uh, how are you living your life? How do you love God? God should be number one in your life. For you to be in the bride of Christ, to be am among this number, God should be number one. Uh, your life will be different. You will be in the world, but not part of the world. So, all the way from Adam up to the time Christ comes, the number that will be chosen to be 144,000. Considering the billions, I don't know whether it is 8 billions or 9 billion on the face of the earth, uh, can you be among them? Will you be among them? What number is remaining uh, to fill up the 144,000? Very good questions to ask yourself. So, it is the time when the Lord returns secretly in the first phase of the first resurrection. It occurs very quickly, very quickly in the twinkling of an eye, the world will not know. Still, does in a twinkling of an eye, and God is able to make those that would be remaining to make up that number to be taken without the world going into confusion, without the world, without plane crashes, bus crashes, without to. Uh, causing fire, that if the lady would have been saved, like people say, and she's cooking, probably the gas cooker is on, and uh, she's ruptured, and then fire continues burning until the house is burnt up. It's not like that. It's very, very different. It's not like it is imagined. So, the Lord, this will happen very quickly in a twinkling of an eye. <clears throat> we are going to see the scriptures as they spell it out. The Lord comes as a thief in the night to steal away the bride. 
without the world's notice. For the world, the rest of the world, it will be business as usual. Everything will be going on. Leaders will be in their throne, on their thrones. Presidents will be continuing to conduct their businesses. Businessmen, commerce will be continuing on. Religious activity uh, will be still going on. People will not know. It's only if in any of our churches we realize one member is missing. They didn't die. We would have been told. They, have, they didn't go anywhere to any place that we know. And because we are informed, we will just know one member or two members has been privileged to be a bride member. Being a pastor does not make you automatic. Being a prophet doesn't make you automatic. Being all these other offices is the way how you have lived your life and the choosing of God, certainly. So, the bride will escape the horrible judgment that hits this world after the rapture. When the Lord takes the bride, the judgments of God begin to hit this world. The bride will escape that. The terrible judgments that are going to hit the world. That's why we were saying when we were beginning this message uh, about COVID-19, it's just a play. That one is just a joke. It's not yet. Because people are not informed. People don't know the truth. People don't know what is going to happen when COVID-19 came. Uh, they said, I think the world has come to an end. The world is going to come to an end. What are we going to do? I think uh, this world is ending. A lot of things were said. My God, we better know the scriptures. We better listen. We better study. That is not the end of the world. When the bride would be caught away, and very few people will know, even born again Christians will not know that Christ, if they, have not, if they are not part of that, and they are not part of the church that prepares the bride, for you to be part of the bride, you must be in a place where we are prepared. Naturally speaking, even, the bride, a person that is going to get wedded, that is going to get married, there is a place that they are prepared, place where they are uh, cleaned up, a place where they take care of every spot, they take care of every wrinkle, they, they take care of how they dress, they clean up. It's not in every place. There's a special place where they are prepared. So bride members are prepared in certain places where God does not speak to them in parables, where the Bible doesn't remain parables, but is plain, explained. God has touched men in that fellowship. God has touched men in that church. God has touched men in that ministry. And he has expounded, he has revealed to them uh, biblical truth that helps to clean up the members of that ministry, the members of that church. They know what to do. They know how to handle themselves. They know how to behave themselves. It's not just any place. It's not just any church where they are talking about Christ. There are so many places where they talk about Christ, but they don't care whether you, <laughs> whether you are sinning or not. As long as you come and fill up the, the building, that's all what they need. They don't care whether you are living right or not. All they want is to have a big number. And so there are many places that they talk about to Christ and they rejoice, they dance, and there are groups, singing groups, and uh, uh, there are acrobatic worships, worship uh, services. There are all these dramatic uh, worship uh, services, all that. And uh, people do even do not care. You don't have to really crucify the flesh. You leave. Come to the Lord the way you are. 
Right, we come the way we are, but we shouldn't remain the way we came. There should be a change. The name of the game when you become a child of God is change. Your life should be changing. You can't be in the church and live like an unbeliever and expect it to be in the bride. Now we are seeing the benefits. One, we are beginning to see one of the benefits of being in the bride. You are going to escape the judgments that are going to fall on this earth. The judgments that God will begin to pour on this earth one after another, one after another. The bride is going to escape that. So, the bride will escape the horrible judgment that will hit this world after the rapture. So, that is stage two. We come to stage three. Stage three will occur during the second three and one half years of the last hour of Gentile time. This stage will occur during the second three and a half years of the last hour of the Gentile time. We have always said we will not always have, we as Gentile not always have time. We have clearly been told this will occur during the second three and a half years of the last hour of the Gentile time. And this will be a time of the great tribulation. You hear of great tribulation? Have you heard of the great tribulation? Don't call COVID-19 great tribulation. This coronavirus is not the great tribulation. The great tribulation is the future. That's why we should put our lives right. That's why we should turn to the Lord. We should examine ourselves. How are we living? The scripture says, let every man examine themselves. We must examine ourselves. How, how am I living? So, it is going to be a time of great tribulation. <clears throat> the Lord will be pouring out the seven last plagues of the wrath of God on this earth. The seven last plagues the Lord will be pouring out. My God, whatever that will be, God help us. Whatever those plagues will be, if COVID-19 is this tough, has changed the operation of the world, things in the world, what will happen during these seven last plagues? Life will not always business, will not always be business as usual. We are going on with our plans, fantastic plans, a lot of knowledge going up and down. I'm going this way, I'm going the other way, I'm doing this. And we don't think about God. We don't think, think about serving God. We say serving God is a waste of time. Time will come when you wish to God, you had served God. Time will come when you wish to God, you had God saved. Time will come when you wish to God, you had done the will of God. The things, life will be so tough. The plagues, I imagine, will be so tough that people will cry, why did I take this route? Why didn't I take the route that my cosmate did, that my brother did, that my friend did? So, the Lord will be pouring out the seven last plagues of the wrath of God on the earth. This also will be the time of martyrdom and persecution of the remnant of the church. True believers are normally persecuted. The way they live, the way they are devoted to God, what they stand for, the world does not want that. Uh, civil governments do not want that. People that are devoted, people that are serving God. 
at this time uh, martyrdom and the persecution of the remnant will take place. And so we can see what is going to happen, how terrible things are going to be. The church will flee into the wilderness. We are going to see that, all that in the details. The church will have the true church. Uh, people say, well, every church is true. Uh, probably you need to read a little more of the Bible. Not every church. If every, when Christ came, there were so many religious organizations, they were talking about God, they were talking about the Torah, they were talking about the law and the prophets, but the way they were interpreting the law and the prophets was not the way God knew it to be. It is good they were talking about God. They were talking about uh, the law, the prophets, but the way they were interpreting the law and the prophets was in a wrong way. That's why Christ came and he said, I will build my church, my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail <clears throat> against it. So not every religious religion um, is the true work of God. They can talk about God. It's good. They spread the word of God. They get people saved. Get people baptized with the Holy Ghost. That's a good work. They will receive a reward for that. But preparing, preparing people to reign and rule with Christ. To prepare people that can reign with Apostle Paul. That can reign with Daniel. That can reign with all these men of God. That have gone on to slip. Men that are waiting for the trump of God, it must be a special place that you go to. Then also, the eighth head of the beast, these are things that you know soon, man's final government is exercising power and the dominion. At this time, the eighth head of the beast. What is the eighth head of the beast? Of the beast? It, it will be man's final world government. And it will be exercising power and dominion. The eighth head of the beast, it will be man's final government. And it will be exercising power, and dominion. If you examine events in our world, people are talking about one world government. Things are working out in that direction. And many of us don't know anything about that. And we are saying, oh my God, it would be wonderful. It would be great. Read the Bible. Study the Bible. Read the Bible. Will it be for your own good? Oh, it will be to, for your own detriment. Will it be wonderful? Will it be great? The one world government, will it be wonderful? Will it be great? Study the Bible. Study the Bible. And it's discover. Find out. Ask God. God, where are your people? Where are your people? Where are you preparing your people? Where are your children? Where are you working on your people? Where are the Spirit of God, that unction from above that is helping your people? I will give you power. You receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Power not only to speak in tongues, but power, that power that can help you overcome sin. So, Beast means civil government. In case you don't know what the word beast means, it means civil government. The nation of Israel will become a heavy burden 
as a public opinion turns against it. It will become, we are going to see all that in detail, the nation of Israel becomes a heavy burden as a public opinion turns against it. And then pressure mounts toward the battle of Armageddon. There is a battle in the scriptures called Armageddon. It is in the Bible. When we go to the details, we are going to see. In this stage, pressure will mount, will mount toward that battle of Armageddon. This Armageddon will be a great world war. It's not a feast. It's a real battle in the real sense of the world. It will be a great world war. We go to stage four. We are not quoting in the scriptures. We said the scriptures will be quoted when we are dealing with the details. Here we are just giving an outline, an overview of end time events. We said they can be divided into eight stages and we are at stage four. We are not giving scriptures at the moment. We're just giving outline, giving you an overview of end time events and going slowly and it's good the report I get that uh, it's helping our people in our rural areas at the speed I'm speaking. I've received a report. They are getting it well. They are appreciating. And some of us that want people that speak like a machine gun, you may find this dull, but there are people that are benefiting. And to God be the glory, to God be the honor, and to God be the praise. Let's go to stage four. The fourth stage is that great battle of Armageddon. The great battle of Armageddon. Like we say, we are going to go to the details later. The nations will gather in the Middle East for a massive battle, a massive battle of epic, the word epic would mean huge or grand scale, huge. The nations will gather in the Middle East for a massive battle of epic proportions. I tell you, we have always said that when we want to know, when you want to know what the time it is, we look at the Middle East, events in the Middle East. And uh, Israel is our time clock. So we look in the Middle East, the nations will gather <clears throat> in the Middle East. That's why it is important, children of God, for us to listen to world news. Don't be so spiritual uh, that you are earthly no good. And don't be so earthly that you are spiritually no good. So, Listen to the events that take place in the world. Child of God should be interested. How will you know well, what time it is? This knowledge, this understanding, when you see nations gathering in the Middle East for this massive battle. So, there is this battle that gathers many nations many nations coming together in the Middle East to really face a common enemy. So, but in the Middle East, I'm sorry, in the midst of that, 
the Lord Jesus Christ returns to some of us that know when people think they are going to wipe away Israel, that nation, when people think that nation is going to be annihilated, in the midst of that, when it thinks it's a, people thinks, nations think they are going to die away with this troublesome land, the Lord returns. And that will change affairs. So the Lord returns. He begins to speak to the ends of the earth. Christ begins to speak to the ends of the earth. The beast and false religion are destroyed. Do you know that civil governments and false religion are going to be destroyed? Do you think we have just been evolving and evolving? We came from apes, like we are told in school. We have been evolving, 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 and there is no uh, God. Uh, things are just evolving. Everything is just uh, evolving. There is a power behind everything in this world. There is a God in this world. And so, that's when people will realize that there is a God in heaven, that there is a God in church, there is a God that has been taking care of this world, there is a God that created the world. Things didn't just come up. Things are not just evolving. There is a God involved. And people will see how Christ will destroy Civil governments and false religion, they will be destroyed. At this time, the devil is bound. Not destroyed, he's bound for a thousand years. My God. When you live 50, 60, 70, 80, you say, my God, the man, when somebody lives to that age, we say, well, the man has lived. The man has eaten. Man has lived. 50, 60, 70 years, 80 years, and if he makes it to 90, my God, 100, my God, everybody would like to look at that person. But just imagine 1,000 years. This entity, this being called the devil, will be bound for 1,000 years. Armageddon will be the worst of times for many. Armageddon will be the worst of times for many. But the best of times for the remnant of the church and the sealed Jews. Hallelujah. It will be the worst of times for many, but the best of times for the remnant of the church and the sealed Jews. The Messiah will come. That's why it will be the best of times, the Messiah will come. We go to stage five. The fifth stage of the end time is the initial establishment of Christ's kingdom. It will be the initial establishment of Christ's kingdom upon this earth. People that think this earth is going to be burnt up, everything, trees, lakes, whatever, grass, everything, to be destroyed and the believers will be in heaven. Non-believers in hell. This earth, the scripture says, was created to be in 
habited. You get somebody who would like even to box you when you say, Christ is going to establish his kingdom on this earth. They would like to box you, he said, we are talking about heaven and then you are referring me to being here on this earth, on this earth that we have suffered. We don't want to be on this earth. My mansion is in heaven on golden streets. I'm going to walk down those golden streets and I will have my mansion and I would like to be close to you, sister. I would like to be close to you, brother. Those are kindergarten stories. The kingdom of God is going to be established on this earth. So the fifth stage of the end time is the initial establishment of Christ's kingdom upon the earth. He will lead a triumphant journey from Mount Sinai, Sinai to Jerusalem and will assume the throne of David. The kings, the rulers of this world, time will come when it will be time up for them. When Christ begins to rule and reign. So there will be a triumphant uh, Christ will lead a triumphant journey from Mount Sinai to Jerusalem and will assume the throne of David. There will be a tremendous festivity in Jerusalem. This will be the marriage supper of the Lamb. A lot of festivities, a lot of joy, a lot of rejoicing. This will be the marriage supper of the Lamb. The Lord will send his angels to gather his elect from the four corners of the earth to attend this marriage festival. My God, Christ sends his angels from this end of the earth to collect the elect, the other end of the earth to collect the elect. My God, that will be a wonderful time. It will be a wonderful time when the Lord sends his angels <clears throat> to gather his elect from the four corners of the earth to attend this marriage festival. It will honor Jesus Christ and his bride. <clears throat> Jesus Christ and his bride will be honored. The nation of Israel will be blessed by the appearance of the Lord. Why do we say so? The desert shall bloom like rose. That desert place. If you have ever been to Israel, it's a real desert. It's a desert. And under the curse, they have really done their best. But when the Lord returns, it will be billion times better than it is now. So, the desert shall bloom <clears throat> like rose. Stage six. Stage six involves a growth of this wonderful kingdom. The kingdom being here on earth. This earth will be very different from what it is now. Some places even look very nice. People, places where you go and people know how to organize nature, they know how to take care of nature, they know how to uh, build nice buildings, take care of facilities, they can look nice. But that will be trash in comparison to what is going to come. So this world is going to be inhabited. 
This stage involves the growth of this wonderful kingdom. This stage lasts 1,000 years. Till last 1,000 years. Peace will begin to reach out from one nation to another. My God, if you have ever been in war, if you have ever seen in war, you really appreciate peace. People don't appreciate peace because they have never seen war. If you have never seen war, you can't appreciate peace. That's why some unbecoming Ugandans say, will I eat peace? Peace is great. If you have ever suffered in war, if you have ever gone through war, you really can appreciate peace. So, look at the world we live in. How war has torn down nations. People have suffered and suffered and suffered and suffered. Children, women, people dying of diseases, food. What will the world look like when the Lord pronounces peace? When peace begins to reach out from one nation to another. We look forward to that. Nations will send delegations to Jerusalem to seek after the Lord and to learn of his ways. It will dawn on people of this world that things have changed. Men of the world have ruled the world. They have been in power. They have governed the world. A day is coming when it will dawn on them that they can no longer be in charge. They can no longer rule forever. There is the king of kings, the lord of lords, the lion of Jesse, uh, the Lion of Judah, rather. The root of Jesse. So nations begin because they are seeing things have changed in the Middle East. In Jerusalem, the nation of Israel, things have changed. Things are looking different. They realize they are not always going to be in power. They are not always going to be leading these nations whether it is America, whether it is Russia, whether it is Germany, wherever Africa, nations will send a delegation to Jerusalem to seek after the Lord and to learn of his ways. Christ will send his bride members to rule over the nations with a rod of iron. Wonderful. Didn't we say the reason for the bride, they will be the ruling staff. <clears throat> they will help Christ to establish uh, his kingdom on the face of the earth. So bride members here are going to be sent to rule nations with a rod of iron. The kingdom which is established in Jerusalem will start as a little stone. Those of us that know the Bible, we have read of that. The little stone that Daniel foresaw, striking the image of the beast. The stone gradually grew to become a great mountain that fills the whole earth. The kingdom begins to extend from Jerusalem. It begins to extend. The curse will be lifted. I think that's good news. The curse will be lifted throughout almost all of the earth. The curse to be lifted. We have suffered under the curse. Diseases, every segment 
whether it is our personal lives under the curse we have suffered as human beings, whether it is in the area of agriculture, the land, my God is no longer producing like it is meant to be. Where it, whichever area the curse has taken its toil, and to see that there is going to be a day when the curse will be lifted throughout almost all the earth. What a day that will be when there is no more curse. Not everyone during the 1,000 years will accept the Lord. That is interesting. Not everybody will accept uh, the Lord. After seeing what the world will look like then, and then you don't align yourself because Christ will come back by the time he comes back, details will be seen. There will be still some people living, unbelievers, and they will continue living. They will not bother to accept the Lord. There will be still some people living. And they will continue after 1,000 years. And you don't. It's really, it's really so bad. It's really bad that people looking at how the world is being renovated, things are changing, the curse has been lifted, uh, the suffering that we had, no more. And then people don't even acknowledge who has made the difference, who has changed the world to be what it is. It is so sad that not everyone will accept the Lord during the one thousand years. Let's go to stage seven. This stage contains the events which surround the battle of Gog, G-O-G, and Magog, M-A-G-O-G. This stage cont uh, contains the events which surround the battle of Gog and Magog. At the end of the 1,000 years, the devil, Lucifer, that evil one, will be loosed and begins to gather up these rebels, people that have refused to convert, people that have refused to accept Jesus Christ as the king, as the ruler. The devil begins to gather uh, those rebels. We don't accept this one. They want to be what they want to be. So then we notice that Armageddon is not the final battle to be fought on this earth. It's not the final. It will be a great battle, but it's not the final. There is a battle of Gog and Magog. It is the final war to eradicate evil from God's creation. Final war to eradicate evil from God's creation. This is also the time of the white throne judgment and of the final resurrection. The second resurrection, you remember there are two major resurrections. There is the first resurrection, then the second uh, resurrection. I'm not talking about phases, major resurrections. So the second resurrection is normally referred to as the final. There is no more resurrection, it's the final. So, this is the time of the white throne judgment. If you are in the first resurrection, my God, you do not have to go through the white throne judgment. The benefits, 
live right. You do not have to go through the white throne judgment where it is decided whether you will continue living or you will be annihilated from the face of the earth. So, those whose names are not found in the book of life are cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. Those whose names are not in the Lamb's book of life are cast into the lake of fire, which we are going to see, which is the second death. At this time, God's adversary, the devil, the accuser of our brethren, Satan, is destroyed. At this time, Satan, the devil, is destroyed. Stage 8. This stage, 8, of the end time events, is the inauguration of the universal and everlasting peace. The, the inauguration, inauguration of the universal and everlasting peace, everlasting tranquility, everlasting life. That will be wonderful. And God help us that we partake of that. There will be no more death, my God, no more sorrow, thank God, no more suffering, praise the Lord, no more evil. What a world, what a time that, we, that will be. No more death, no more sorrow, no more suffering, no more evil, my God, no more lack, none of these diseases, no more COVID-19. My God, what a time that will be. Evil shall not rise up again. My God, to come 12 time when there will be no evil. Evil has bothered us. If we are disgusted, evil everywhere you go, you turn left, you turn right, you go forward, you go backwards, everywhere in this world, plenty of evil. To come to a world where there is no evil, that will be wonderful. And so, um, evil shall not rise up again. This will be world without end. The ultimate goal of all Christians, the ultimate goal of all Christians is to be able to serve God throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity. That should be your ultimate goal. To, have, to be able to serve God throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity, never ending, never ending, never ending. What a world that will be. And so, the work of redemption will have been completed. My God, it's a long journey. You can see there is a lot, a lot of activities around the end of this age. The end, the end time. There are so many events. It's not one big event. It's a lot of events that will surround the end of the age. And so, for the work of redemption to be completed, that will be a wonderful time. Every one of us that is a child of God should desire that. We should be longing for that. And we pray that God will help us to be there. May God touch us. Next Wednesday, we shall continue. And I pray that our hearts
shall be lifted up, shall we, be, we shall rejoice, and we shall be inspired to work for God even the more. The Lord bless you.